Welcome to High on Healthy, energized by A6 Wellness. Each week, you will learn of the benefits of proper nutrition, supplementation, and personal development to live a healthy and abundant life. Now, here's your personal advocate for living a healthy and active lifestyle, Audrey Kerger. Thank you for joining me today on High Unhealthy, Energized by A6 Wellness. I'm your hostess, Audrey Kerger, and my guest today is Dr. Jordan Tischler. He is a leading expert in the field of medical cannabis therapeutics. As an emergency physician, he has treated countless alcoholics and drug users. His observation that he had never seen a cannabis overdose led Dr. Tischler to delve deeply into the science of cannabis safety and treatment. After years of research and learning, Dr. Tischler brings his knowledge, reason, and caring to patients here at Inhale Medical Consulting and through his advocacy work at local and national levels. Thank you for joining me today, Dr. Tischler. I'm extremely excited to have you on with us again. It's always a pleasure to be here. Thank you, Audrey. So again, welcome back. Let's refresh our listeners just by giving them a little bit of a background on yourself and how you came into the cannabis industry. Sure. So, you know, I'm a very sort of traditionally trained physician. I went to Harvard College. I went to Harvard Medical School, and I trained in internal medicine at the Brigham Women's Hospital here in Boston. Um, So, you know, very sort of dyed in the wool kind of thing. And then I've spent the last 15 or so years uh, practicing emergency medicine for the VA, as you mentioned. And, you know, really did see all of those guys where, you know, it felt like some days um, even the routine medicine was always complicated by various substance issues. And, um, you know, when you do that, you really get to understand what's at stake. And um, when Massachusetts, where I work, uh, decided that we were going to enable us to use cannabis for medical purposes, that really sort of spawned me, as you had mentioned, to to kind of get into the details and say, look, if we're considering this as something serious here, then let's find And um, that was very eye-opening for me. Uh, and it's become something where uh, in tra- treating people with a virus and uh, really increasing their quality of life. Well, it sounds like you have definitely taken one side of the medical community and started focusing on another side and looking at how we can combine both individuals find absolutely fantastic. Now, on the when we had you with that, about chronic issues, pain, and mental is living a life that is consuming cannabis for optimal health. This time, I would really like to focus on the opioid epidemic. It's all over the news these days. Almost every time you turn on the TV, you're seeing some sort of commercial or now you're hearing, you know, the opioid epidemic is so large. Can you really tell us how big this opioid problem in the U.S. is? Well, excuse me. It's... um. It's a very big problem. Um, You know, the current statistics look like there are more deaths from opioids, both of a prescription and uh, street nature, um, than there are things like automobile deaths or um, handgun deaths, uh, both of which are obviously major problems in their own right. Um, So I think that this is something that we really need to be able to address. 
On the other hand, and I certainly don't in any way, shape, or form mean to make light of the opioid epidemic, one of the things that I found very interesting is that before we started to talk about the opioid epidemic, we were talking about an obesity epidemic. And somehow the obesity epidemic has not gone away, uh, and uh, but it's been eclipsed by this national concern with the opioid epidemic. And where this is relevant to our discussion today, uh, is in so far as much of the products that are out there for treating patients really kind of overlook the fact that they are whole organisms and really we need to think about them in the context of their greater healthcare needs and goals. And um, so, you know, what I often say is, you know, take two brownies and call me in the morning isn't practicing good medicine. Um, because, you know, a lot of Americans are overweight. Many of them are diabetic, particularly in our older population. And we really need to think about all of those sorts of things. Uh, I certainly don't mean to digress from our discussion of the opioids, but this kind of gets me on my soapbox. Well, no, I think that people do need to understand there are so many epidemics going across this country currently, and it's floating into other nations. And you know, people follow the United States and look at what we're doing and want to be like us because we're known as the land of the free and the home of the brave. But at the same time, what are we really doing here for our citizens and how are we helping them? So I truly believe that, you know, both problems, almost all of the problems go hand in hand, working with one another and trying to figure yeah. out how can we solve these problems? And at the same time, what's causing these problems that we're needing to solve them? I think that that's a really good question, um, and I don't think anyone really has a handle on it. But um, you know, the 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 root of our obesity epidemic is maybe clearer, at least to me, insofar as Americans are generally more sedentary than they were, say, a hundred years ago. Um, most of our jobs have become sort of white collar. Uh, oriented jobs. And uh, uh, simultaneous with that, we've gotten so much food security uh, that, uh, you know, people are encouraged to overeat and that if you uh, go to a restaurant and somebody were to put a plate in front of you with a sort of reasonable um, portion of food, you would think that they were, uh, you know, that they were um, uh, being stingy. Uh, so, you know, we've got this kind of mindset that more is more, and, and that's really led us in, into trouble. Um, and then you add in the fast food stuff where, you know, you can get very cheap food um, for, um, you know, with, with incredible caloric density. And, and that's, a, that's a huge problem, particularly in the lower socioeconomic groups. Um, when you look at the opioid epidemic, you know, it's very easy to get into sort of these conspiracy theories that, you know, the drug companies wanted to push opioids and the drug companies have the doctors all in their back pocket. But, you know, in reality, that stuff doesn't hold a ton of water because most of the opioid medications aren't on patent anymore. And therefore, they're not making, you know, tons of money for any particular pharmaceutical company. And I'm sure that there are physicians out there who are um, misbehaving. But the balance of physicians and certainly the people that I know well um, are really incredibly dedicated to their patients' well-being and have no particular desire to prescribe opioids unless somebody needs them for some reason. But what we do know is that of the world's opioid supply, 
the United States consumes 80% of it, which is obviously rather disproportionate given our population. So the question becomes, why are Americans in so much pain, so much pain? And I think that's the golden question and nobody has for it yet. Well, let's talk about some of the root causes of the opioid problem. Speaking about pain, I think that really flows right into that. You know, people in the 1970s were going against this drug war and we've got to fight against drugs. And now those same drugs that this drug war that we were fighting against are in a little white pill in an orange bottle given to you by your doctor and, you know, over the counter through your prescription. And this is a huge issue. Why would we want to even be prescribing this? But what are some of these causes of this opioid problem besides just people thinking they're in pain? Well, you know, I think that that remains very hard to answer. We do know that the um, the huge spike in uh, opioid use happened even later than what you mentioned, and it really happened through the through the '90s and early 2000s. Um, and the things that drove that uh, are unclear. Um, we know. The way in which big pharma may be complicitous has more to do with the fact that they put money into lobbying for certain um, changes in the medical um, approach. For example, in the early 2000s, there was a big initiative to treat pain better. And, you know, if you think about that, that doesn't sound like a bad goal. Um, one of the things that came down from that was this idea that pain was the fifth vital sign. So, you know, you have your temperature and your blood pressure and your heart rate and all this stuff. And that, you know, if you were going into the doctor's office or into an emergency room, the triage nurse was supposed to ask you, um, you know, what was your level of pain when you came in? And then on your exit from the facility, they were supposed to stop and ask you again, is your pain better? And or did your treating physician do a good job of addressing it? And I think that, you know, the, um, as they say, the, the road to hell is paved with best intentions. And that was certainly well intentioned, but the net result of it was an was in perhaps a um, over-focus on treating pain in particular with prescriptions as opposed to any of the other ways that could be used such as mindfulness and such like that. Um, and so I think that that kind of led to changes in be prescribing behavior. I must say that <clears throat> personally, and this is not just to pat myself on the back, I saw this coming. I looked at that thing and I said, this is gonna cause a problem. And so I got into a lot of trouble with my superiors at the VA because I just wasn't willing to play that game. And I think in retrospect, um, I'm, I'm grateful uh, that I was able to resist it. But, um, but you know, it, it, it becomes difficult when the entire system is bearing down on you saying, you know, you need to meet, meet these objectives. And I think that that had somewhat to do with what, we, what we've seen. Well, I think those are all really great points, and I love hearing that you were a little bit more forward-thinking than many. How do you approach treating patients with pain or addiction with cannabis? How does that work for you in your practice? Well, you know, I think that when, I, when I'm 
thinking about how best to essentially prescribe, although I, obviously we don't use that word, um, the cannabis for pain, I think about first and foremost, you know, how often or how much of the day is this particular person in pain? We have people who are in constant pain, uh, you know, 24 seven. And then we have people who are in episodic pain. So maybe, you know, their shoulder hurts in the morning when they wake up, but after a few hours, the kinks work out and the rest of the day is okay, but the next morning will be a problem again. And so the timing of this, because, you know, um, cannabis comes with some intoxication. Um, and the intoxication, because it comes from THC and because THC is um, part of what causes the pain relief, there's this, you know, uh, it, they're, they're connected, right? It's the same molecule. So you can't kind of get away from this issue and you have to really address it head on as, an, uh, as a side effect. And for many patients, an unwelcome side effect even if the intoxication or the high is generally pleasant um, compared, for example, to what you might get on Percocet, the, the reality here is that if you're um, a lawyer and you need to get up and go to work that morning, it may be very difficult to tolerate that sort of a side effect. So we need to really think carefully and constructively about how much time uh, the patient is in pain and you have to think carefully about other lifestyle aspects so that you're not prescribing something that would work only if they stay home all day. But frankly, that's not who they are and you would be interrupting their productivity and their quality of life with the medicine. Um, once I've sort of sorted through that a little bit, um, you know, the, the folks with the episodic discomfort do really well with inhaled cannabis because it's got quick onset, um, it's very effective, but it also has sort of a modest duration of that intoxication phase, meaning, you know, three or four hours, and you're kind of back to being productive if you were unproductive because of that intoxication. Um, the people who are sort of in 24-7 pain, I think, you know, look, if they're in a position where being a little bit buzzed all the time is better than how they are now, then that's the right approach. And in those cases, I think much more about oral stuff, you know, also known as edibles, um, where, you know, the time to onset is delayed uh, relative to inhalation, but uh, once it kicks in, it has a longer duration and so that you can give it kind of around the clock so you don't kind of get behind um, but you've got a constant level and that in the opiate treatment world, um, we tend to think in terms of two types of opiates. Um, there's sort of, uh, long acting opiates, something like an MS Contin, which gives you sort of long baseline coverage. And then there's something like, uh, a Percocet or a morphine, which are kind of more immediate action medicines. And oftentimes we end up giving a combination of both of those. You give the long acting stuff to kind of take care of the baseline pain 
and then you use hopefully fairly little of this immediate release stuff to cover things when uh, it breaks through, like you know you had to get up and go to the supermarket or something, and now your back is hurting again. Um, and I tend to think of the same the same kind of a rubric with cannabis, substituting the oral stuff for the long acting form and the inhaled stuff for the short acting form. So for many patients, that combination works really well and kind of covers the territory. Well, that sounds like you definitely have a great treatment plan with your patients and we are running out of time, but I Mm -hmm. did want to throw in one last question. You're talking about some of these patients who are active and maybe they have short-term pain or maybe they have long-term pain. I know many people who have fibromyalgia or type 1 or type 2 diabetes who deal with neuropathy pain all day long. Are you utilizing non-psychoactive whole plant um, CBD-rich products for the people that are needing to go to work and be clear-headed, still need that microdose of THC, but also can't really have that intoxication factor due to their employment situation. Are you utilizing those types of products as well? Well, we, uh, the answer to that is, is kind of complicated, but the, the short of it is that when, uh, when it suits the situation, absolutely. Um, the biggest problem is that the studies that show that CBD is useful for pain in particular tend to suggest that we need extraordinarily high doses of CBD and that that's sort of out of the financial reach of most of my patients at this point. Um, so there's a bit of a push-pull there between what might be of, uh, helpful uh, if we can access it versus what we have access to. Well, I really appreciate your time today. How can our listeners work with you and get a hold of you and your team? Oh, um, anybody who's interested should uh, go to my website, which is inhalemd.com. And from there, you can get our phone number and or you can fill out a web form, which comes pretty much right to my desk. And uh, we would love to hear from you. If you have questions, we're happy to help. And if you're looking for some more long term or in-depth guidance, we do online consultations and, um, you know, we'd love to hear from you. And we do need to take a very short break and we will talk to you very soon when High Unhealthy returns. Awaken, adjust, and aspire to hear more High on Healthy after this short rest break. Introducing 420 Cloud, ignited by MSIG, one of the fastest growing social apps around. The only app you'll need for all things cannabis. Find the latest cannabis news, videos, and stories, ranging from business and tech to sports and medicine. Start your career in cannabis by seeking, identifying, and applying for jobs through our expansive listings. For businesses, 420cloud.com features a full-scale cross-channel network, monetizing high traffic for big data conversion and analytics. Download 420 Cloud now from the iTunes Store or Google Play. MSIG.com is a publicly listed company on the OTC. Symbol MCIG. At Alternative Vibes, our core values of quality, loyalty, respect, and honesty guides us in our mission to help families find peace and harmony through our products and services. Whether you are looking for a more natural way of living, shopping essential oils, topicals, and edibles, or searching for a path towards achieving your goals, we are your choice. Learn more about our complete line of natural products and solutions at AlternativeVibes.com. Bringing quality of living to life. AlternativeVibes.com. 
Cannabis concentrates have been around for hundreds of centuries. In 19th century America, extracts mixed with other herbs were sold as a miracle cure. Now, Apex Supercritical has elevated the science of extraction into the 21st century. Apex Supercritical is the leader in CO2 extraction, which is the cleanest, safest, and purest way to extract plant oils. ROI in as little as three weeks. Our cost-effective systems are fully automated with an industry-leading three-year warranty. And if we don't have your system in stock, we can build one in as little as four weeks. Bringing CO2 extraction to the masses. Learn more at apeksupercritical.com. Four-week build excludes high production systems. Let's get back to getting high on healthy. Energized by A6 Wellness. Only on CannabisRadio.com. Welcome back to High Unhealthy, Energized by A6 Wellness. My guest today is Mary Donnelly, whose journey has been to help others pierce the veil of ignorance, illusion, and blind obedience that holds so many of us hostage. She questions everything now. Doctors are no longer gods to me, she stated. She sees them as professionals offering symptom relief through pharmacology and surgery. If you want symptom relief, drugs, or surgery, they may be a good fit and well worth the investment of time and money. Coming to them for anything else, like wellness, is foolish. Would you call an electrician for a plumbing problem? Doctors offer what they are trained in. They are for-profit industry. Their business model is based on illness and kept solvent by repeat customers. They are not trained in nutrition. Their business model is not based on wellness. They make no money on wellness. Expecting them to heal us is counterproductive to their business model and their training. As a result, Mary subscribes to Physician Heal Thyself. Her pharmacy is her garden. Mary practices a health regimen that includes organic fruits and vegetables, filtered water, moving her body joyfully in the sunshine, ending all wars between her ears, and being of service to others. Mary does her best to avoid processed foods, GMOs, fluoride, chlorine, sunblock, and resentment. She questions the world around her and acts mindfully. None of this requires a prescription or a college degree. It's so simple a five-year-old can do it even one who likes to sing and dance and grow things. Now, we were just talking about Iowa University, which I felt is so intriguing. And I hope that our listeners will reach out to Mary in just a short bit. She's going to tell us how to get in contact with her and work with her. And now I'd like to get back to the cannabis. Are you a medical marijuana patient, which it sounds like you are? And if I understand a bit of an educator too, you... Can you elaborate on how you help others understand the benefits of this herb? Well, yes, I am a medical marijuana patient, and I believe as of January 1st of next year, um, it's legal for any adult, so 21 years or older, I, I imagine. But for right now and for um, the immediate future, patients can access um, cannabis through the dispensary and... Um, Basically, the system is that you go to a medical cannabis doctor. That doctor will go through your medical records and see if indeed it would be it would improve your health and help you. And then, if so, they'll write a um, what they call a recommendation, and you go to a dispensary with that or learn to grow your own. And so, what I do is I um, I spend time with a lot of these doctors so I will help them with their uh, talking with patients or whatever, not as a job or anything like that, but as a, um, 
as someone who has walked through it, especially older gals like myself, it's a little odd to think of going and doing something that we've been told for so long is a is a wrong thing until you meet someone who has gone through it. And my like my neurologist said, I have more incurable diseases than anyone he's ever met. Well, um, cannabis and the dropping the pharmaceuticals seems to have turned a lot of that around. Again, they're not gone. It's not like I have full functioning hands or anything yet, but it's not getting any worse, number one. And number two, there, there's a quality there that I hadn't had before. So I'm, I'm grateful as I go through this. It took me a long time to get where I am, so I don't expect a magic pill that I'm going to take and have my body be like a 20-year-old immediately, but it's really nice that it's not aging like it was before, and some things are actually getting better. That's amazing that you're going to sit down and work with doctors and their patients and helping them understand how this can work for them. And since you are a gardener and cannabis is legal in California, can you explain how you tend to your cannabis plants and how you use them daily for well-being? Well, I treat them like I my tomatoes and my potatoes and my bell peppers and my cherry trees and my plum trees. I don't ask what I can get from them. I ask what I can do for them. I use really, really good soil. Uh, Aurora Innovations puts out a greenfield soil that when you put your hands in it, you just you feel good. And so I, as I uh, will prune my citrus and whatnot, I talk to it and I tell it, um, that you know, you guys can go on vacation. I'm doing all the heavy lifting and just just playing with the whole idea. I truly believe that we're all connected. I believe that this is a um, like a matrix, if you will. Uh, some people know of the Fintorn Garden, where in northern Scotland on the windswept beaches that they would grow fabulous fruits and vegetables. It's about connecting with all all of life. Again, I believe everything is connected. So we we play music for our plants, but again, not just the cannabis plants. We treat everything in our yard special. We've treated it like um, it's a blessed part of our lives, whether it's the birds flying through or one of the things we've just started doing, and I absolutely love this, is that in our patio, we're taking the wild thornless blackberries and we're weaving them inside the patio so that they have um, a little bit more sun protection. And eventually we say we're just going to be out there and just pluck ripe fruit from above our heads. Well, I absolutely think that is wonderful. Anyone who is a gardener or not, um, I think needs to understand that if we love and care for anything, may it be a plant or an animal or another human being, that we will see it have a beautiful life and flourish. Now, I know that you're in the Sacramento area. If any of our listeners are there and would like to work with you, how would they go about doing so? You know, I, it's not that I, I don't really work with anybody. I'm just, I'm just a child of God like every single one of us, however we look at our connection here. Uh, I'm just a person out there. I help and I serve whoever I'm around. Um, it's okay to serve myself, my family, my friends, just any place that I am. I'd say uh, join us for a cup of Joe on Blog Talk Radio Wednesdays from five to seven. That's a wonderful way to meet me and others. They call me non-compliant Mary, <laughs> but, but uh, anyway, it's just a good group of people that we get together and we talk about. 
um, cannabis and how we can help others realize the medicinal values. Not that we're against any other use of it. It's just that's our main thing. We, we've been hurt and we want to help heal our bodies. And so we do a lot of that. Well, that's awesome. And how can our listeners stay up to date with what's going on in your world? Are you on any social media platforms? I know you just mentioned a radio show. Maybe you want to mention that one more time for our listeners to jot it down. How can we keep on knowing what's going on with Mary? Well, um, I'd say I'm not really big into social media anymore. Uh, Politics kind of got me out of that. Just too disappointing. So I'd say blogtalkradio.com. Uh, I, so on the internet, but you can also listen to it too. But Blog Talk Radio, and then Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Uh, Pacific time, go for a cup of Joe or cup of Joe. And it's with Joe Grumbine and just a bunch of uh, cannabis activists talking about what they're doing, um, kind of like updating each other. So some really special people on there and just a lot of great information. I say united we stand, divided we don't. So let's get together and, and help others realize this is definitely a very medicinal plant and we need it. Wonderful. So we do have to wrap it up today. To continue this discussion, you can visit a6wellness.com. You can download episodes by going to cannabisradio.com or subscribing to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. You can also follow the show on social media by searching A6 Wellness. And we can't forget to give a tremendous thank you to our guest today, Mary Donnelly. It was so wonderful chatting with you and learning so much today. And lastly, thank you to my producer, George, for another great show. Until then, awaken, adjust, aspire, affirm, action. A6 Wellness. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.